welcome to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch, and this is a podcast of conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology. With me today is Sarah Rav. She's a 22-year-old Australian medical student with an inspiring story to share. After recovering from a serious eating disorder that almost took her life, Sarah has taken to popular social media platforms to inspire others, raise awareness, and encourage them to seek help. She has over 1.5 million combined followers across platforms like Instagram, TikTok, and others. Her rapidly growing TikTok is the epitome of study talk, which is totally a thing where she provides valuable advice to high school students who are passionate about improving their grades and interest in pathways into medicine. Hello, Sarah. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. No worries. Excellent. It's a little bit of a different interview to normal, but it's all still related to what we do on the show. So I'm super psyched about getting to know a little bit more about what you do in the scene and your story. So let's kick it off with that. What is the Sarah Rav story? Who's Sarah Rav? Yeah, it's really, it's been going on for a while. So I started my Instagram account when I was in year nine, which would have been seven years ago, seven, eight years ago. And at the time it was just purely because I was interested in fitness and I was getting really into lifting weights, eating well, all that stuff. And my friend suggested, hey, if you're so passionate about it, you know, Instagram's an up and coming thing, maybe try that out. And I did. And I was lucky enough that the content that I was posting resonated with enough people for me to grow a following. And so that's where my social media journey began. By the end of year 12, I had grown to about 200K followers. And with that following, I had enabled myself to start up an online store, write an ebook, all that stuff. This was even before I had decided on going into medicine. And then first year, second year uni, when I was in medicine, the account just sort of kept growing and it was really mostly fitness based. And then it was only up until recently where I switched over to TikTok that I found that the fitness niche was very saturated and something that set me apart and something that gained quite a lot of traction was me sharing my stories about med school. So not specific stories about patients or anything like that, but just how I got into med school, what the process is, because I feel like for a lot of high school students, it's not very well known. Half of them who are in year 12 and should know or should be already have applied for it. Like for example, the UCAT, they didn't even know that was interviews Mm. were completely bizarre to them. So that's where that took off. And that's where I started talking a little bit more about medicine and studying and stuff like that on TikTok. Yeah. And TikTok's interesting, isn't it? Because a lot of people do go there to learn stuff, I find. Mm. It's a good platform for like short form videos where you can pick up a lot of skills and it's easily consumable. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I started my TikTok with fitness, just fitness videos, and I had so much trouble growing. And then a couple of weeks ago, I just decided, hey, you know what? Let's just switch over to study talk, changed everything. And it just sort of exploded from there. And I was getting lots and lots more interaction, lots more engagement, lots more views. So yeah, that's sort of an avenue that I'm really excited to explore. Yeah, cool. We'll get into that in a little bit more about using socials and everything, but I'm keen to learn a little bit more about yourself and what's important to you and what drives you on a day to day. Interesting. I suppose people always ask me this and they say, you know, if your social media is doing so well, why don't you just drop out of med school and do that? And I look at them incredulously. I'm like, um, are you serious? I'm actually super passionate about medicine. Anybody who knows me knows that as a third year student, I would spend all my time in the hospital, like talking to patients, getting histories, asking the team if I could help out with anything. So I know that I am super passionate about medicine and that's what I want to pursue. And the social media stuff is just a side thing. And I never really saw it as a reliable career. 
That being said, as I've progressed, I'm interested in exploring a career where I can do medicine, but also have social media on the side. Mm. Apart from that, I'm mostly passionate about like fitness, health, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned in the bio as well, like you had an eating disorder earlier on. Is that then linked through to what drives you on a day-to-day now in terms of inspiring, motivating others? Absolutely. So that's where, that was a real pivot point in my Instagram. Before that, I was posting a lot of fitness and health and facts that was very black and white. It was like, you have to do this and you have to do this. You have to drink water, don't drink sugary drinks, don't have dessert. You have to do this exercise. And it was a very sort of disordered way of thinking, which I unfortunately regret having fallen into the trap and also having propagated that information. But ever since I recovered or I was in recovery from my eating disorder, I said that not a, I can't keep posting that. And I completely transformed the page into more of a lifestyle page. So I posted about my recovery. I started sharing my recovery. And now a lot of my page is focused on mental health and that sort of aspect of things. I focus a lot on balance. I preach that you can have dessert, that your weight does not define you and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, cool. And so you're going through medical school and we're at the end of the year now. So I guess you're somewhat human at the moment. So good on you. Um, (laughs) But how has medical school been? I loved it. First year, second year, the stuff was really interesting because I pre-clean years. Stuff was really interesting. But the first year I was in the hospitals, it completely changed my view on it. And I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Fourth year was really difficult because of COVID, which was this year. I really enjoyed my ONG rotation at the start of the year. But then I didn't really get a very good psych, GP or peds rotation because we were sort of shunted back and forth. A lot of things were on telehealth and it's not that conducive to studying. But that being said, I'm excited for fifth year and I'm excited for my rotations and just to get back into the hospital and clinics and stuff like that. Yeah. Is there a particular area of medicine that you really want to get into? I get asked this a lot and I have not ruled anything out except for vascular surge, but that's just because I can't look at diabetic feet without feeling a bit sick. Um, But everything else is completely open on the table. I do have quite an interest in general surgery and I think in the future, perhaps specializing in bariatric surgery because I think that's a growing field. And I guess given my background in health and fitness, I can help patients in that sense as well. But this year, especially, I seriously considered a lot of things and I'm seriously considering doing GP and being a GP, specializing in mental health, perhaps. But yeah. We'll see how we go. Yeah. And so thinking about within healthcare generally, the use of social media is, I don't know, not like it's not done overly well in Australia, in my opinion. And when I say not done well, like either from a company's perspective, they don't utilize it well to be able to get a message out. I guess it's in the areas changing, but it could be done better. But comparing to other industries, it's not done well in healthcare. But then individually from a GP's perspective or a clinician's perspective or someone that's engaging directly with patients, it's either an area that's done in really in an awkward way and it's just not Mm. like not really accessible or a lot of clinicians kind of shy away from doing anything on socials for whatever reason. So what's your take on the use of social media and with medicine and healthcare generally, like healthcare professionals using social media, is it something that you would advocate for others to use or do you have a particular view on it? It's very interesting because a lot of the people I follow on TikTok are American and they do it really well. They have huge followings. They post a lot of information, but I also think that this healthcare system in America is very different with regards to advertising and Mm. stuff like that as well, with regards to just how 
much freedom individual practitioners are given. This year, I actually did some social media stuff for a GP clinic. And it was very interesting to sort of tread that line because I was just doing stuff for their clinic, not with me as the face of it or anything. And you have to be really careful about the information that you put out because you can't, for example, advertise anything specifically. You can't really speak for a specific drug. It was mostly restricted to just talking about opening hours, what services offered the practitioners there and so on and so forth. I see on TikTok a lot of ear doctors promoting health information about many different diseases. And I think that's good if the information is correct, which you'd assume it would be. And you'd assume that doctors sort of promote information in their own health specialty. But then sometimes a doctor will say something wrong and they will get absolutely dragged through the dirt if they say something wrong, which I guess is fair enough because you don't want to be promoting misinformation. But at the same time, like it could have just been a simple mistake. And that's why I am very, very scared about that stuff. And I think that's why a lot of doctors shy away from that stuff. So I think, you know, if I were in the future to be a doctor and to be propagating health information, I would have to have a whole marketing team working behind me or like a whole legal team working behind me and like triple checking every single post before I put it out. And that's probably why not many doctors go into social media. Yeah. And do you see that it's an area that obviously with the younger generation of doctors coming through and who've had access to the internet their whole lives and utilize social media, not just for fun and like for, you know, catching up with others, but also to learn. Do you see a, a kind of being a tipping point at some point where social media is more of a norm within healthcare? Yeah, absolutely. You can see it with mental health. Mental health on social media is everywhere. And I think that has led to such a good awareness and ability to talk about mental health in the younger generations. Mm. I just think it needs to be propagated to other conditions as well. I guess the downside of that is that it really depends on what's trending. And it's terrible to say that, but it really does. For example, mental health is trending at the moment. Honestly, I think it would be a good way to increase health literacy amongst the populations. But yeah, you just have to do it well. And you just need to put a lot of work into it to make sure that it's engaging and it's accurate. Yeah. I sometimes see as well, like clinicians or sorry, anyone who's getting involved with social media, looking to use it for either getting an important message out or or as part of a business, they kind of feel overwhelmed or not comfortable doing it because it's not really their style. So do you have any advice for someone that's looking at the only thing they know about TikTok is hearing Donald Trump saying he's going to ban it or their kids using it and then thinking, oh no, now I've got to do something on that as a doctor. Like, have you got any advice for someone looking to get involved with more social media? Absolutely. And first thing I would say is you don't have to follow the trend. Just because Charlie D'Amelio has 101 million followers from dancing does not mean that you have to dance. I have seen many huge accounts. One of the accounts I follow has 1.4 million followers and he is a plastic surgeon. He, I've not seen him do a single dance. All he does is talk to the camera. All he does is films like cool stuff in the OT. He does not do a single dance. He does not succumb to trends. And that's totally fine. And that's to do with any social media. Even doctors who want to go into social media, anybody who wants to go into any social media anywhere is that you put your spin on things, right? That's the whole point of being a social media personality, being an influence. If your account is exactly the same as the next account after yours, why would I follow you, right? So you have to find something that sets yourself apart. And that is why you are most likely to succeed by doing things that you are comfortable with. And in the future, and you have to think about this as a long-term sort of thing as well. If I was doing videos that I hated, that I 
absolutely could not stand filming. You're not going to want to continue that, right? It's going to be a chore for you. But something very easy for me is just filming myself solving a math equation. I can do that easy and it does well. So yeah, you have to navigate a little bit because you hit and miss. I say to everyone that social media is trial and error. People ask me how I grew so big and I say literally trial and error. I tried a hundred things that didn't work. I found one thing that did work and I kept with that one thing. Yeah, that's so totally right in that there's rarely one thing in business or like in socials or in business that is like that is the tipping point where it happened. It it happened at some point between doing many things that failed and succeeded that kind Mm -hmm. of got you to a point where you are. In watching your TikToks, all I've done is just realized that I am not that good at maths, even though I'm technically an accountant, but that's okay. Maybe high school maths, high school maths. <laughs> looking at the future for you, obviously, you've got more of medical school to go, but what's in the future? What are you looking forward to doing in, say, 2021? There is a little bit of a plan in the works. I'm hoping to film a course with a friend of mine who's also a med student to perhaps funnel everything that I know into the students who are applying for medical school, but also just want to be sort of the best that they can be. I guess a lot of students just ask me like, how do you do it? How do you stay motivated? And my answer is always, it's not motivation, it's discipline. But if I can put together a whole course for them to really guide them through, that would be very useful rather than sort of just answering comments one by one as I go. So that's a big project that's hopefully going to happen for me. Otherwise, I'm just interested in growing my TikTok and hopefully helping a larger audience with their schoolwork, with getting into medicine and knowing about what is required for medicine, knowing about pathways in medicine. 2021 will just be fifth year, so I will be very happy to throw myself back into a learning at the hospital, learning in clinic. And then, yeah, the big goal is the course, really, setting that up and using that as a way to help push out my advice on a large-scale basis to my students. Good on you. That's a great way to be able to reach, you know, you've got a good following and you're solving a particular problem that many people have. And to be able to do that on scale, I think that's really important, not just for yourself, but also for everyone else that's following you too. So that's really cool. Look, Sarah, I'll leave some details and links to everything that you do in the show notes of this episode so people can check it out and follow you on socials and stay up to date with what's happening. Good luck with everything next year. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And to anyone who's listening and is interested in navigating social media, I'm happy for anyone to reach out to me for just a couple of tips and stuff like that. Totally fine. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch. Make sure you go check out our website for all our resources, including this podcast and the largest directory of technology solutions available to Australian healthcare practitioners today. Until next time, I'm out of here.